This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I was just trying to set the mic level so when you came on, we could dive right freaking just in. We're in. We're just moving straight into it today. Well, well, here's the thing: you've you've got a meeting after this. I've got a meeting after this. We're very important people. So what we're doing is we are squeezing in the podcast where we can fit the podcast in. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't know why you're listening to the podcast or what this podcast is, this is the How to Podcast with Luke and Ben. I'm Luke, and I am Ben. Yes, you are. And I am Ben. Ben, what do you? Ben, what do you want to talk about today, man? I uh, I did. I got, I got, I mean, so I got a little something to talk about today that these, and this is like, this isn't what I would call a sexy topic. Okay. We're not, we're not, this isn't like, this is, this is a pretty generic topic, right? Cool. But But we're sexy enough to make it work. (laughs) No, no, uh, this is how to prep your house for the contractors that are coming. (laughs) Oh, this is a good one. So I'm in a hotel room right now because I've got contractors in my house. Do you really? Yeah. Are you guys, are you doing your remodel right yeah, now? Yeah, we're working on the remodel. So we're, we're in the middle of that. So we've got people yeah. at our house. We gave them the unicorn key, which, <laughs> so we're, it, guys. Right? Well, so when we, when we, um, when we first had our kids, we, my wife and I both work out of the house and we couldn't find a daycare that could take two kids at the same time, especially young kids. And like, yeah. I don't know how old they were, six months when we were looking for this, maybe younger. And uh, so nobody wants two infants, right? And so finding somebody that has the bandwidth to take on two new kids, let alone infants, whatever. So we ended up with a nanny at our house, which is very difficult to do. But we cr- we got a one of those unicorn key covers for the nanny oh. that we could give them. So if they wanted to walk the kids around the neighborhood or yeah. the park or whatever, they're like, here's the key. And then they would go. So, but we've kept that unicorn key. And now like the giant, pretty unicorn head on the base of the key is what we give to the contractors. So first thing that you do is get a unicorn key. Is that, was that on your list? So access to the house is important. Like in general, I would, I would, I would lay it down as access. Uh, Now the, the the part of the thing on access though, is going to be the trust that you have within the contractor to be operating while you might not be home. Right. Um, There, there is a trust factor there that, and the thing is, is I think I have a lot of homeowners that um, they, they enter it with relative unease, that situation where they're home that that whether they're home or not, it really ultimately doesn't matter. There's always that level of unease, you know? And the, the only thing I would say to it is, 
providing lock boxes is a really neat way to do it. The little realtor yeah. boxes that have a little four digit code, whatever that is. I think that's always a really good way to do it because it's a way for you to make sure that the key is always in the place that it should be. Yep. And if the key is not in the place that it should be, there's only one to two people that can have access to that code. So you know where you can go find it. Um, you know, the other thing when it comes to access to the house in general, something that people don't often think about is the access to power and water, right? Oh, sure. Um, yeah. It's th- those are important things. And well, and for in your business, when people are painting the outside of the house, they don't sure. always have, there's not always an easy way to get to that. And you don't necessarily need to let them in. So nope. they may not need a key, but they need a restroom. But we need a restroom. And you know, the, sometimes we run into these older homes where they don't have power on the outside of the house. There's no outlets, exterior outlets. And so the game then becomes, well, we need to run an extension cord out of a garage out of wherever we're running the court out of, that doesn't matter. And the, the, it's really kind. I always appreciate the homeowner that will run the court out. Right. Yeah. Love those homeowners. The only caveat to it is to ultimately ask your contractors what gauge cord would be most appropriate because a lot of times these machines that they're using, whether it's their chop saws, their paint sprayers, their whatever they are, they draw typically somewhere between five to seven amps. Um, like they're, the drawdown can certainly trigger things off in the house. Yeah, whether you're plugged into a bathroom outlet, that's not going to handle that. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. You're going to set that off. And to, to tell a bit of a nightmare story, um, this was a situation prior to me owning my own business, um, but I had done a bid crew was working on the house. The homeowner was away for that few day period. Yeah. Like, and when I say away, as I recall, this particular homeowner was unreachable. Like there was no contact that we were able to get to them. And as the painters were painting, um, we had power on the outside of the house. We were good to go. We had hooked into the power that was the nearest to the garage power. And on the inside of the garage, There was, they had their, and I think that most families have these, or a lot of families have them. They have their out in the garage freezer, the the cold storage, the extra, right? The, whatever that is. It's the beer beer fridge. Don't be dumb. The beer fridge. Don't be dumb. It's the beer fridge. You want a beer? Oh yeah. They're out in the garage. It's that. And it's also, if you show up to my mother and father's house, it could be the bait fridge. Uh, oh, yeah. But you know what? Be- beer and bait go well together. That's- and I'll tell you, that's a different smell that's coming from that bait fridge. It's not. True. That's true. <laughs> anyway. It should be a bait freezer, let's be honest. Because you throw that into a cooler with no ice, by the time you get to your fishing grounds, it's thawed. And exactly. frozen bait does not emit a smell. It doesn't typically. Cooled typically. Well, you what get temperature are you freezing to that? Well, something I'm, I'm telling you that these stinky crab baits, yeah, you, for the crab, you're kind of wanting something that does have a stronger milieu, if sure, you will. Sure, yes, but freezing if if it's not killing it with it being frozen, you might be overdoing it. Might be possibility. Right. What we did was we got we got a carp and then we left it in the sun for uh, three days and had a skunk spray it and then like that's it's more than you need. Listen, it wasn't a skunk. It was Nutria. And you know, <laughs> do Nutria spray? No, no, they're, they, they don't. They're disgusting they don't. looking. 
Yeah, they have a stench to them. Yeah, so. I'm sure. They, I don't know that I've ever smelled a Nutria. I've seen them. Uh, and first you're like, oh, look, it's a, it's a beaver. And they're like, oh, never mind. It has a giant rat tail. Yep. That's what it's, they are. It, it's from uh, Princess of the Bride, R-O-U-S's. Yeah, the R-O-U-S's, yeah. Rodents of unusual size. They definitely um, are. Uh, question for you. Do you okay. know what uh, uh, beavers' uh, scent glands near their anus smell like? Yeah, the uh, the caster smell. Yeah. Yeah, the, what it, I, I know the smell. The reason I know that smell, though, is because my former friend, right? He 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 used to trap, yeah. like run trap lines when we were kids, and beaver were one of the things that he trapped, and so he would lay a caster pile. Yeah, but they also excrete a vanilla smell. Oh, I don't know. I I don't know that I ever smelled vanilla. Well, that's what I'm ta- my- this is what I'm telling you is that uh, once upon a time, yeah, they would use it for perfumes and whatnot. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, the vanilla smell right from a beaver. We use all those perfumes. You but anyway, so we we see you're all business. You're all business today. If people that I'll regularly be. listen to this podcast are going to be very upset. Now, the yeah. people that don't regularly listen to it and just want to get information are going to be like, "Yeah, they got right into it." And now <laughs> I've derailed them. So listen, I'm not trying to take you one direction or another. I'm just saying that we're out of we're out of our pattern. <laughs> we are. We are just out of you. we're out of pattern. I was trying, um, trying to pull us back. I don't know which direction, but I'm just I'm so trying we, to navigate. We end up setting the breaker off and we ended up the the freezer that was holding all of their game meat. Oh yeah. Is now disconnected from power. They're out of town. We knew we set the breaker off. But right? you can't get into the garage to the breaker panel. We couldn't get into the into the garage. And because they were out of contact, we had no way of getting a hold of them. Ultimately, the way that was resolved was uh, the ripped down one of the walls. No, oh, the company just paid them for all their lost meat. Like it was yeah, pretty sick, actually. So yeah, but well, but, how do you put value on like that was my prize elk that I got? Well, I mean, to, like for the most part, you come up with like a poundage of what. Oh sure, yeah, not, but I mean, there's no like you're not going to get what you wanted for it because exactly. the time to go get it. The gas to go get it, the all the the prep, the meat, all that. Yep. But it happens, right? And so the one thing I would say to those homeowners that are listening, access to the house is important. Make sure that the contact points that you have are extensive and literally all of them are necessary. It, email, phone, all of those things. I run into homeowners regularly that are still a little skeptical on handing out phone numbers or emails, one or the other, whether they they're, they're nervous to, to have, you're going to, you're going to sell it to the, yeah, email that I'm going to sell their data. And it's yeah. like, no, I just, I need to get be able to go to hold of you. I'm literally working on the largest investment of your life and being able to talk to you about it would be an important aspect of what we got going on. Just tell them, go, listen, buddy, then give me your email. Cause I don't want to ruin your meat. Exactly. And they will understand yeah. right there. They'd be like, I got you, Ben. No problem. Yeah. There you go. Um, but access to the house is important. Very important. Whether it's a key, uh, making sure we have power, water, those types of things. I think the other thing that often like, and I go through this as, as, as part of the questions that I get asked on a regular basis, right. From homeowners as we prepare to, to enter their home or, or be on their property. I believe that 
in total, it is really important to make sure that you're setting your contractors up for success, right? Like, I appreciate, I, I'm, I've got a green thumb. I'm wearing a green sweatshirt today. I, I got a green thumb. I love. <laughs> you could tell that I have a green thumb because my I'm sweatshirt wearing a green, is green. I got a green thumb. Oh, I love my, I love my, my, my peony flowers. They're fantastic. But at no time would I set my painters or anybody else up for failure by having them come out and do the paint job when those are in full bloom and at their most delicate. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a way for you to get upset because they're going to step on them. Let me, let's just get it right out of the, they're going <laughs> to try not to, but it's going to happen. Yep. Those parts, that plastic, it's going to weigh them down and something's going to happen. And there's going to be one or two of those blooms that get broken off. It's the way it's going to be. Yeah. Right. So set your painters. painters hate flowers. Got it. <laughs> That's what I and heard. we just dust them all. Just, just, we just sit there and spray them. Just telling you what I heard. <laughs> But you got to set them up. And that also means having your bushes trimmed back. Like I, we asked for 18 inches off the house, right? Some painters, they want two, two to three feet. At the end of the day, this is not only a safety concern, right? For the painters and, and those that are working around your house, but it's also a concern for your home because know that by having bushes close to home, you're also encapsulating moisture. Moisture against the house does not do well for the paint or the siding. And you need to create an area that is able to air out and dry out. Yeah. If you're noticing like every year I have to power wash the same, the same little mildew spot off of my house over and over again, you're not getting enough ventilation to that corner of the house or that side of the house. You've got to open it up and allow for air to pass through it. We did a house um, you know how those there, there's homeowners that will get, um, they're the banana leaf, uh, trees. Our neighbor has one. There you go. See, yeah, they put one I, in. My wife's like, we should get one of those. And I go, don't get one. No, no, you shouldn't. No, absolutely not. Okay. So listen, the, the, bana- I, they're super cool. They're, sure. they're really, they're cool looking. Eh, right. Eh, but they're, they're all right. But they don't typically get tall enough in our great state or you know, you're in Washington. I mean, or they don't get tall enough in these states. They just ultimately end up as a big leaf bush and they're just draping all over the place. And typically when you lay tarps on them, the the, the leaves just snap and they're gone. Oh, like yeah. It's just forever. forever. Yeah. It's yep. dead. Gone. So, um, but having those types of plants, those are tropical plants, meaning that they Hold a lot of moisture. You've got to, they're cool to look at, but just be aware of what you're putting in your yard because yeah. holy smokes, we run into this all the time where. Put one on your vacation. When you get your vacation home in Maui, put all the banana yeah. leaves around it you want. Exactly. All of them. Yep. Uh, you can put one up against your fence on the outside. I don't care. Just don't put it up against your house. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> it's just weird to me. I don't get it. But having your, the, the bushes, the trees, all those things uh, trimmed and cut back set your painters up for success by having that ready to go. Okay. Now here's the next one. So wait, um, so first access, second, set them up for success. Yep. If you're worried about something, so the, the, the setting yourself oh, up for success is if you're worried about something getting damaged, it probably will. Yep. So plan ahead for that. This, this is what we're saying, right? This, yeah. Well, or, this is the setting people up for success. If you know you have a pain point, you need to have that conversation about said pain point and then do everything you can to mitigate your worst fear coming true. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, um, I believe that 
most most contractors want to take care of your property. Yeah. I, I I believe that yeah. they're trying. And yeah, they want to get hired again. Of course they do. Like, yeah, they, they want to come. They want to be able to come back. Repeat business is the out. easiest advertising you can get. And it's just, it's, it's fascinating to me that we'll run into these conversations after the fact. And it's like, well, those are my prized raspberry bushes. It's like, well, they, so they're raspberries. They get cut down every year and then they regrow. Right why is losing one of these berries now an issue? So like, and why did we do it during the the harvest? Yeah. Why, why are we painting during raspberry harvest? If these are the most important things in your life, these are the most important thing to you don't have us out here then that's silly. Yeah. Not setting anybody else up for success. The next one. And this is one that I get asked. um, And really this is going to come down to the contractor that you're working with, but um, do we take off the lights and the numbers? Do we take off the, as far as the prep of the house, is it our responsibility to take off the lights and the numbers? Um, My answer to this is always, we will choose to, or we typically prefer to be the ones to unmount and remount any, anything like that. Um, Whether it's numbers, lights, all of that fun stuff. We want to be the ones in control of it mostly from a liability standpoint, because what we don't want to have happen is you to do part of it. We do part of it. And then there's a conversation about who broke what, when it happened. Um, but having, having those things and those conversations ready is important. The other thing to note is most homeowners, most homeowners will change their lights and their numbers when they get their house painted. It's a very common thing where makes sense. They, the house gets refreshed. Boom. They get, we get new lights. We get new, you know, numbers, all that fun stuff. Yeah. We're doing that with a lot of, uh, shelving in the house. Mm -hmm. So, cause we're doing the inside. So it's like, Hey, that, that shelf, uh, can come down cause we're not using it again. Not using it ever again. So we, we (laughs) took off half of it and then we left, we totally did what you said, left half of it, but just like, Hey, I, uh, I don't want to get in there and take that down, but it's not going back up. You can take it and do whatever you want. You want to put it in your house, go nuts, go crazy. We don't care. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. But yeah, those are, so those are some of the things, right. That, that, that pop up the most common. Um, The other things when it comes to prepping your house and this, I, I made a TikTok about this after an incident. Oh, you're on TikTok? Sweet. I am on TikTok. <laughs> Please clean up after your pets. Like that's, oh, I, I, I don't, yeah. listen, your, your contractors, they've, I assume based on the things that I do, that your contractor that they, doesn't want to step in dog shit. Is that what you're saying? No, that's exactly. Okay. They don't want to do that. Right. And you've got to set them up for success. Because th- what's going to happen is, is they're going to find a way to clean that off that you might not like, right? One of your guys stepped in my prize pile of dog shit. <laughs> that <laughs> one was going to so, be a Guinness but, World Record one. It was so big. We so just big. did it for it to petrify so we could put right. it like... <laughs> don't you but, know the rules that can have zero moisture content? We're letting it dry. That's the best. <laughs> but it's true, right? So they, like, in that contractors are going to let you know that they're coming. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would say that 99% of the time, it's not like all of a sudden a contractor showing up and you had no idea that this was happening. Take the, the, the 10 to 15 minutes to just do a quick walk through the backyard, the front yard, and make sure that none of that, that is out there. Um, 
because it, it's not helpful for anybody. So cleaning up after your pets. And then also if you have pets. Hard to paint an Eve while somebody's humping your leg. It's not easy. That's for sure. <laughs> it's not, it, it's not, it's not easier. Right? Yeah, okay. That makes process, sense. The process gets harder. Yeah. Well, it depends, yeah, it depends on the painter. Depends on the size of the animal. Making sure that you're, that the, the painters or the contractors know whether or not the, the animal is going to be out on the loose. And yep. if uh, a, a gate or door needs to be closed at all times or not. And a lot of times, and this is just, this is from experience. It's really simple to set up like on a, on a standard garden gate with a where you just, you have the cord go from the gate to the, to the hinge. Right. And no, I'm not saying it or gate to the, so it automatically closes. So what, yeah. wait, what you're trying to say, you can set this up. It's real simple. So by themselves, you can do it. You what? can totally. Couldn't they just call box painting? You set it up. It's 75 bucks. I'd set, I, 75 I, I would, bucks. You can charge $75. Not even, I would, I'd give him, I'd go 10. I know. I, no, no, no. Hey, listen, Shh. <laughs> don't undersell. Yeah. This is very complicated. $75 includes the bungee cord. But we keep the bungee cord at the end. <laughs> it's used. <laughs> you don't want this used bungee cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. We'll provide it. You don't have to. Or, exactly. Yeah. So but yeah, you're right. We could go 75. Yeah, we don't right. need. That's the thing. If, if they can't figure that out themselves. But it helps. Your expertise is what they're paying for. And they're not paying for the, the setup, the bungee cord. They're paying for your expertise. Remember that. It's fair. It's yeah. a solid statement. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, but making sure that, the, that, that you have a plan for your pets, I think is, is really what I want to get after. Whether that's you sending them to the kennel, right. To, during the day while you're gone um, doing your thing. And then we're, you know, our contractors are at the house. Um, Cause I obviously know that, you know, the, the pets need to be let out. So it's yeah. an important thing. Um, but pets and, and those types of things are very important. Um, the, the kind of the last one that I would kind of just briefly touch on and this, the, and it sounds really obvious, but make sure your vehicles are typically out of the driveway and out. And, and if you're having your house painted, I would say out of the garage. And this is only from an experience. This is many, many years ago, prior to owning my own business. Um, a homeowner had a very expensive car in the garage. I don't remember what it was. It was just expensive. And it was amazing. And well, listen, people don't park cheap cars in the garage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's be honest. If it's going in the garage, I mean, listen, some do. For some, the some, most part, if it's parked in the garage, it is because it is a high-value automobile. Or if it's not valuable, it's important to the homeowner. Sentimental. It's, yeah, yeah. Either it has high value or is valued highly. Absolutely. I like that. It's either highly valued or valued highly. Yeah. Um, so we're painting a garage and on some of the older garage doors, we don't Gap. have the, when we didn't have the weather stripping that we uh, have yeah, yeah. the rubber, the rubber sure. weather strip and the guys are painting the garage like they always would spraying this thing out. And what's happening on the inside of the garage is, is they come across that line, it envelops. And then that, all that dust just goes in and just laid on this very, very expensive vehicle. Just right? the dust though. Not all the, uh, not yeah, all the just, paint. That's good. It was, it was, it was paint. Well, no, it was paint dust. Oh, like it was good. paint dust. I mean, it was, no, it was not good. It was, yeah. it was definitely paint, yeah. but 
And the homeowner was very understanding, you know, understood the conditions that, that, that made this happen at the end. So they weren't super upset. And at the end of the day, it was latex paint. And so we were able to have it detailed and it was totally fine at the end. Um, but again, going back to setting expectation and having conversations of on those, those prized raspberry bushes or whatever they are, letting your painters and contractors know that those items exist in your home. We did a house on the interior. I walk in and I swear to you, it was like, you remember the movie big with Tom Hanks? Yes. Imagine that kid actually grows up and now he has all these toys and they're <laughs> lined on the wall in boxes, right? Total collector's pieces, right? This to, to have us paint this room, this, this gentleman had to tear down his collections and there were nail holes all around him, right? Yep. The signifier for nail holes for my crew is that if a nail is left in, leave the nail, Yep. Paint around it. We're moving on. Like you're not filling. We're not doing anything. Right. Sure. And you have to remember this guy's a collector. So he has all his nail holes perfectly. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's detail. Right. He's a super nerd. He's a super nerd. And that's fine. Be your nerd. Be your nerd out there. I, I dig it. Yep. I got, I got a fish tank behind me because I'm getting into, into, into fish and shrimp all of a sudden. Right. Really? Sun zones one weekend. And now you're getting into, I'm sorry, did you say cold. shrimp. There's yeah, there's freshwater shrimp in this one right now. I'm super excited. Are about freshwater it. shrimp delicious or are they just adorable? What is the appeal? They're adorable. And you're not the first. And the person that is is the first is going to be listening to this podcast to mention the fact that these are not eating shrimp. And why the hell would you have no, shrimp? I, no, no, no. I, well, because they're adorable. <laughs> Those are the hey, listen. <laughs> Animals have two two uses in my world. And that's it. There's only two. Hey, listen. They, like, companionship fits in the adorable side. Like I'm just, you know, there's there's something like, like I would have murdered my cat a very long time ago, but my wife finds it to be adorable. Now, I don't necessarily find it adorable, but it fits in the adorable category because someone does. Right? Somebody. Right? Somebody, yeah. my wife loves that cat. I can't compound sand as far as I'm concerned. And if it ended up under the tire of a car and I was driving it, I'd feel bad for like, I don't know the time I had to tell my wife, she'd hate me forever. Whatever. I'd be like, ah, sorry. I got hit by a car. I don't know if I'd say my car. Cause I know she loves a cat. You'd be like Michael Scott. Coming this isn't being recorded. Car. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Right. But you know who won't listen to this? My wife, your wife. So I think we're saying but back, but back to it. Right. So, I had mentioned to the homeowner that, you know, leave the nail holes in. If you don't want us to fill them, we're just moving. You know, that's how we move through the house. The crew showed up and all nail holes were empty. So in their mind, fill them up, paint them over. We got holes to fill. Let's get them done. The homeowner got back home and was like, oh my gosh, that's my bad. Because there's an email that I, that I, this, I I let them know that this is how we do it. And they realized. I'm sorry. Did you say. This is how we do. Okay. I did say that. Okay. Very nineties. It's a very nineties feel today. Yeah, yeah. We should, we should do theme podcasts. That'd be fun. I want everybody. It's your, <laughs> it's your world. I'm just living in it. What do you want to do? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the reaction you wanted. You want to be all <laughs> about it? We filled the holes. It ended up being fine. But again, had a conversation happen. Prior to that, where we're having, you know, better expectation setting, I think that the homeowner and I, all every, all parties get, get what they want out of it and the experience that you're trying to chase, right? Because at the end of the day, I truly believe, 
that most human beings have the ability to put on two coats of paint. It's not mm. that hard. And what you're paying for is the service end of it. And so as part of that service end, it is as much as the, com- the, the contractor has to communicate. There's no doubt about it, right? Yeah, but, this is not all on homeowners. No, yeah, it's not all on the contractor, but contractors are known for not being very communicative. So it's a, it's a stereotype and I get that. But the flip side of that too is, is that the homeowner needs to communicate their needs, their things that are of relative importance to their life so that we make sure that we're producing a product that is quality in both service and um, type for, for all parties. Um, because nobody, the painters don't want to have to come back and, and help you find nail holes, you know, or, or measure out those nail holes. That's not fun for them. That's not what they want to be doing in their day. So, you know, think about those things as you're walking through the house, looking at it with your, your painters, your contractors, understand, you know, um, access. If you're doing interior stuff, what rooms do you, do they need access to and what rooms do they not? What what rooms do I get to live in and where are we putting this stuff? You know, it's an important conversation to have. Let's go back to, this is a prior podcast, so we don't have to go into the whole thing, but let's go back to that concept that, that you had laid out initially, which is trying to decide when you need a contractor and when you can do it yourself. Sure. You, if, if you can do that, anybody can do any of these jobs with enough, you know, YouTube is there. Like you sure. said, anybody can put down two coats of paint. Yep. What was the reason that you decided to get a contractor instead of doing it yourself? Go back to that as the foundation, right? Of this whole, whole how to get ready for a contract. You made the evaluation. You said, yeah, I could probably paint this, but it's going to take me three times as long. It's going to, I, I don't have all the equipment that I need. I'm not going to do it. It's good. Whatever it was mm-hmm. that you made you decide that you're going to pay the money to have somebody come in and do it more efficiently, more effectively, better aesthetically, whatever that reason is. Damn it. Help those people accomplish the goals that like that's the whole thing like you you, absolutely if if you weren't willing to do it yourself make sure the person that you hired to do it and hopefully you did the process that we've talked about again prior is you've talked to a few different people Mm -hmm. you've selected the person that you trust or the team that you trust to come in and do that work well if you trust them you believe that they can do the job that you're not willing or not able to do now dude come on let's make it easy for them to get it done And it'll Absolutely. be a win-win for everybody. It will be. And it, and it really, it, and everything always comes down to communication, right? That's at the end of the day, that's the biggest thing. So making sure that you're having those conversations early and often. And I also think I, sometimes I get the, the sense that homeowners will get a little um, apprehensive about almost, they feel like they're like, they're almost bothering their contractor to a point with yep. questions or, or statements or, or just contact in general. <clears throat> um, I've never, this is now to me personally, I do know that a lot of contractors, they sometimes get a little bombarded and they get a little overwhelmed. Um, the way I would say that my piece of it is I would always rather have the contra or the, the homeowner that is over communicative and, and almost to the degree that we set out a timeline of like, Hey, 
at four o'clock on, on the days that we're working, we're just going to do a quick check-in and make sure we're, we're all on the same page. Cause it might be a day where I wasn't able to be on site or see that person on site that day. So making sure that they they have that comfortability is so vital and important. Um, but knowing those things is, is half the battle. It seems like, you know, knowing is half the battle. Now we're in the eighties. Nope. Is that the eighties or is that? I, I don't know. Eighties. Still eighties. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> and what's the other half of the battle? Doing is execution. Do yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right, now go do it. Now you gotta go do it. Right? Go do it, Joe. Oh, absolutely. But it is going to be those barriers of entry that limit folks from and also there's also that concept that they don't that they don't feel comfortable talking to their contractors because they're they don't have the technical. Verbiage. I don't speak the same language. I don't. Yeah. I don't know all the technical terms, but I need this wall green. Yeah, and and it's like, well, <clears throat> even if we've worked off of pictures before, sure. I have no problem. Like, sketch you out a picture, and and I can I can make that work. It's fine. But having excellent communication with your contractors, um, and making sure that your contractor knows, uh, I like my homeowners. If I don't tell them actively like, Hey, I'm going to follow up with you on this next day. I want them to be able to communicate to me that, Hey, I need you to contact me a little bit more often than that they're working on this job. That's fine. I'm good with that. Let me know. I don't mind it at all. Cool so, all right. Well, that's how you make it easier for your contractor. Right? So we, uh, simple give them access. Communication is, is, is the, the final one. communicate and don't worry about over communication. Yeah. Right. There's so, no, so, honestly, so what are all your steps? You had these written down, didn't you? Uh, access. Uh, access was the first one to to the house, whether that is keypad entry through the door, whatever that is. Um, but access to the things that they're going to need, also, whether that is water and power. Um, <clears throat> the other thing too to think about, and this is more of a courtesy thing, and I didn't say this earlier, but bathroom access. I said that. Uh, I'm. I, I had your back, and you agreed with me, and I felt smart. Uh, no, but now, but now I feel, but now I feel like you weren't really listening. You were just playing lip service service to me. And I felt really good about contributing to this podcast. And now you've stepped on that. And I just, now I feel worthless. You got some work to do, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Was that good? That was good. That's what I do. Uh, so access, setting them up uh, for success. Setting them up for success, having, having access to the facilities, all those things. And then setting up your, your garden and your landscape for success also. Well, like and, and this, but this, this also, I mean, we're kind of doing this as a general thing. So if you're having interior work doing it, it's, it's making sure that, you know, if you know your refrigerator is going to be unplugged, uh, cleaning that out, if you know X, Y, Z is happening, it's, it's, it's thinking of what the worst case scenarios, this is a, this is a way that I like to think about it is going, going, if they're going to be near something that is valuable, Make sure that thing is safe. Whatever, Absolutely. whatever the project that is happening, go. What is the worst thing that can happen? You get in a bathroom remodeled upstairs, and they have to walk across the hardwoods onto the carpet, up the stairs with your carpet, across all of that. Make sure that if you love that carpet, and you know those people are going inside, upstairs, around the corner. Make sure all that is protected. Protect the things that you want to set Absolutely. them up for success by letting them know what the pitfalls that are available. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. And that goes and you know, on the interior, that can be, it can be a million things. 
take, well, it could be taking, you take all the things off the wall. Yep. The painters help you shuffle the furniture to the center of the room, right? Sure. Maybe you can't handle the, the, the lifting of all that heavy furniture. I get it. Painters are likely going to help you. That's not a problem. We would rather help you than not, than, than not do the job. So we'll get things done, you know, um, access to those things. Uh, any of the little nuances on the exterior, whether it's the uh, light fixtures or the numbers, uh, have that conversation with your, your painter prior and know who's going to handle getting those things down. Typically, I would say it's mostly on the painters. Yeah. Divide, painters. divide the work. Make sure there's a discussion about dividing uh, the work. Because mm-hmm. if, if there's something that you want to do and the painters are going to assume that they're doing it, here's the thing. If you want to change those numbers and it's easier for them to tape them off and just paint around them, because tell me if I'm wrong, but usually it's like this is the easiest and most effective way to get it done isn't always the way that you envision them getting it done. Absolutely. That's fair. Absolutely. So now, and- now, now they painted everything except for behind the numbers and you go to replace them and you pull them off and you bought different size numbers. And different yep. shape numbers. And guess what? They don't line up and you have the old paint color and now you have to call them back or you have to run a or brush down spot. that one spot, whatever. Yep. When all of it, it could all have been handled just by a, con- a, a simple conversation a little bit earlier, a little yeah. bit earlier. What you're, um, try- what you're trying to do here, Ben, I just, I don't, I, I don't want to discourage you. This podcast is, I mean, among the best, not that just that yeah. we've done that anyone's done ever, ever, you, ever. You're trying to, you're trying to convince people of things that, uh, that are thoughtful, that are uh, some might call common sense, uh, some things that are um, foresight. Yep. None of us are very good at those things. We're going to hear this list once and then we're going to be like, oh, yeah, Ben told me I should have done that. And then it's gone. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's going to be like at the end, it's going to be like, oh, oh, oh yeah, I knew, yeah, I knew oh, that. Yeah, Ben said. Yeah, all my nail holes just got filled up and you're going to be like, God. Yep. Damn it, Ben said that, but I didn't. And the, la- the, the most important one, though, is pick up after your pets. I can't, <laughs> like. You wanted to have this podcast just to be like, pick up after your damn pets. Pretty much. That's, that's, cool. like, that's really where I'm at. I, this was just a rant for me to say, please pick up after your pets. This is absolutely insane. I can't believe that I have to say it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that sounds like common sense, too, but apparently. It's, yeah, it's, it, again. Like, like I said, you're trying, you're trying to change 45,000 years of human evolution oh, into absolutely. the point where we don't really care about other people or their feelings. Well, and then, you know, the, the really fun piles to step in, you know, can I tell you my favorite piles to step in? Ooh, uh, sure. It's, Go ahead. It's, it's, it, let me, let me just paint you a picture. Okay. Ooh, okay. You are it's, a painter. It's, it's early spring. The grass is growing and it's, it's at its first growth. It's got to the point where it's so long that it, the, the morning dew weighs it down and it bows over the, the, the piles. Sure. Right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's bowing. Now what we have is we don't just have, we don't just have poo, right? We don't yeah. just have poo. You have misty have, mountain morning poo. Yeah, we have, we have mushy yeah. morning dew poo. That's what we have. Morning and when you, dew poo. And when you step in with that with a crock, you know what happens? It goes right through the holes, my friend. It goes, yeah, it goes, it does this thing. It goes, it goes around. Visual, visual, visual aids. He's doing his hand motion. It's, it's around and over into the holes. It's, it's a tsunami then, of moist poo right yeah, at the top of your crock. And then can I tell you the next awkward thing that happens? <laughs> you will. So is trying to shake it off of your shoe oh, and it's flinging poo on the, on the homeowner's house. A poutine, uh, 
Poo-pedo? Torpedo? <laughs> Although I will say that it offers you an excellent opportunity to discuss the power wash that will occur. Oh, there you go. <laughs> as part of the service that we will be providing. Oh, so, man. Yeah. Stepping in yeah, crap the, is not fun. The, the early spring uh, dog poos. Um, yeah. Much I, worse I, than dried out late summer dog poos. They are. I, yeah, I can yeah. handle some August stuff. August, yeah. August rocks. We're good with those. I'm fine. <laughs> I, but an early May, an early May. No, that's a no for me. I hear you. I hear you, my friend. Uh, all right. Well that, you know, I think, I think we've put together a lovely podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed listening to this. It wasn't bad. <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Uh, I don't know. Is there a comment section? Anywhere near this? Uh, just, just email Ben. Email Ben. You've got all, you've got all his contact. This section exists on my TikTok. Oh, there you go. That's a perfect place for it. So you get you're going to promote this podcast on your TikTok. People can come back and they can comment on it if you want to share any of your thoughts. I think probably the worst one that they've ever done. You think the best we've ever done? It, it, it's it's, pro- it's probably somewhere in between. Right in the middle. If you'd like to hear more podcasts, so you can compare, you can go to uh, Odyssey. Just uh, odyssey.com, the Odyssey app. It's available wherever podcasts are sold. So just go find it, listen, enjoy. Uh, ben, how do people get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of box painting if uh, they need more uh, Ben Abbey in their life? And they do. Let's just, they need Whether more. they know it or not. It's, it's, it's the dose that keeps on giving. Um, you can find me on TikTok. I am the box dad at the box dad on TikTok, Instagram DMs. I respond to and Instagram email Ben at boxpainting.com. Super simple. Um, and then the contact for uh, box painting. If you're looking for a paint job or a franchise opportunity, um, let me know. Yeah, go to boxpainting.com. There you have it, the how-to podcast. Everybody have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye for now. Bye, all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.